0: Jump into it by having me say, for starters, this is the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number 184. I'm your usual host, Jared, and tonight I am joined by Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Uh, I ate a ton of gravel before this podcast. I have Sir Trevor Bowles. What's up? I'm ready to go. And back from the land of Peru, I have the illustrious Lucio Lorenzino.
1: bringing slaves and jewels Uh, and gold.
0: Is that what you got while you were there? Yes. Nice.
1: Cool. Also, maybe syphilis.
0: Oh, well, I mean that's that comes with the territory. I think. Um, I'm thinking for a second on my uh, South American geography, and Peru mm-hmm. is on the west side, right?
1: Yes, it is. You got that one right.
0: I did it! Hooray! <laughs> uh, so that's good. Did you just go to Lima? Is that where you were?
1: Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. That's where all the all the banks are.
2: Right. So if wait, if Peru's on the west side, then where's Italy?
0: What? No, Italy's the boot. Uh, Italy's like way down at the bottom by Chile. Oh, okay. All right, got it. Chili's. Uh,
1: anyway, so that's not a country, Jared. That's a food.
0: Chili's. It's not a food. Yeah. It's a place. They got. It's a restaurant. Well, I yeah, duh. It's a restaurant that's named after the country. Every, oh,
1: okay. So that's where it came from. you learn that. something every day. Yeah. Well, after the
0: guys that ran Chili's colonized the country, well, I that makes the sense. the Santiago, the capital of Chile, the national food is baby back ribs. <laughs> yes, sounds about right. Uh, so I mean, you know, that's a normal, it's a normal what, thing that happened. What's our national yep. food? Uh, I don't know. Whatever <laughs> makes you obese. Something, something more, no, more, more than... butter. Just, it's, it's... just like melted butter. <laughs> Didn't Jay did did have um, midnight
1: butter for his birthday? Did, did I what? Didn't you have midnight
0: butter?
2: I <laughs> I had, yes, I had midnight butter. I was up talking to you and I was really hungry and my sister basically got me this, um I guess it's supposed to be like this natural kind of butter. Uh, and I just like made a, a ton of toast and then Wait, just so is
0: midnight, is, ate that butter. Is midnight butter just butter that you eat at midnight? yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was butter that i ate at that midnight okay so it's not but it's not like well i just thought maybe this was like a dish it's, at it's like, not, like,
1: it was, no it's not so fancy like, like butter good. i didn't
0: know if this butter was butter like, like a midnight.
2: specific birthday tradition but we could make it one yeah i was
0: thinking well maybe it's like ghee or like brown butter or something like that but no it's just butter that jay ingested just, at midnight
2: yeah well, no you can make it because i like in japan eating noodles like eating ramen on your birthday. Supposed to be good luck, so I think we should make midnight butter a thing. If you want good luck, the rest of the year, eat midnight butter.
0: So if it is midnight, are you sure,
1: are you, are you sure it's good? It's good luck, and not just like making sure you don't
0: have many birthdays. Does it have to be like? A, does it have to be like good <laughs> butter, or just any old butter will do? Uh, any butter, whatever. As as long as it's not like uh, Miracle Whip, unsalted
2: preferably. You really shouldn't buy. It
1: has it. to be butter though, not no that margarine bullshit.
2: Yeah, no, 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 margarine or um, Uh, what's the other one? I can't believe it's not butter. You
0: know, I tried I tried that, and actually, I would have believed that it was butter. (laughs) If you if you had told me it was butter, I would have said, "Huh, okay." You know, I wouldn't have really been all that skeptical about it. I don't feel like (laughs) I feel like I can't believe it's not butter is actually getting like really defensive before anybody's even made any decisions. (laughs) Uh, one way or the other, you know, like it's kind of like if I came into the room and I'm like, I'm not a rapist. This would be like, well, nobody <laughs> said nobody was going to say that. <laughs> like it, that wasn't even the first thing we were thinking about you, but now it's all we can think about. Like as soon as you, are you as soon as you eat, right. you can't believe it's not butter. The whole time you're like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not butter. I I could have been fooled, but the moments passed. Like
2: they <laughs> should just left it a secret
0: but uh, so i mean don't eat that for your midnight butter it's got to be real grass-fed uh legit butter like the good shit you know so can i ask this before we move away from midnight butter yeah yeah uh would it
2: have been better if you bought that and it said definitely butter and then you spread <laughs> it on your toast and ate it and then a guy popped and then it was like, wasn't hey, hey it's not butter
0: I believe um, you
1: that
2: you know better? actually
0: how cool would that be if if the tin just said like butter but when you take the lid off it's like nope it's not you know like <laughs> a, or actually <laughs> i guess really they'd have to print it in like the bottom of the container so like you get to the last few bits and you're like guess what that wasn't fucking buttery bitch and he's like oh shit i and then and then you would say out loud i can't believe that wasn't butter <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect I'm so surprised. I'm I'm shocked. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Especially <laughs>
1: because I was a fifteen. You old
0: <laughs> I don't know how you guys are. But like, getting me spreadable butter tubs. I never finish them. I always pretty much yeah. Do. They they expire long before. I don't I don't spread butter on enough things.
2: Yeah, you have to like be cooking with it and and like doing everything with it every day. <laughs> I don't know what everything is, but what a...
0: Michael actually got me buying that that grass-fed fed butter, like the, the Irish stuff, and that just spreads yeah. anyway, so I don't even really need the the butter tubs anymore. So get, get out of here, butter tubs. Um, get, get on out of here with that butter tub. He, you skedaddle. <laughs> we don't need you anymore. Okay? Yeah. We don't you're need all your loose. kind. Now, Another
1: thing murdered by millennials. Yep,
0: yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we finally got rid of it. I, I can't wait for the Business Insider article. <laughs> <laughs> Any day now. It should be coming. Um, folks, we got a fantastic show for you tonight. Duh. I was mean, f butter chat uh to start. <laughs> um, but I, Jay hadn't heard this story, which I thought was kind of curious. Um so I, I thought that we could maybe start tonight out by just having a, a brief little uh moment of silence for uh our dear friend Half Life Three. Oh no. Um who is I, I mean, still maybe valve would say that they're still doing it but they're not everyone knows they're not uh and perhaps the the new telltale sign of that uh this past week is uh mark laidlaw the original writer for the series uh published basically what could best be described as a outline for the final episode of uh. Uh, of half-life um and it's something that probably would work just fine in like the context of the game but reading the entire series like wrapping up in uh four paragraphs feels kind of weird uh and and I don't know if it really works as intended but uh but he posted it and it kind of for a lot of people I think put the notion of ever seeing a completed half-life 3 uh to bed
2: um well I I, I think I mean <laughs> that's happened to me twice in my creative career People are like, "Hey, what happened to this thing?" I'm like, hey, you know what? Here's the summary.
0: Yeah, and um, that was kind of it. It's actually kind of a similar way that I could see uh, Song of Ice and Fire going, um, where oh, get, God, get, get to no. some point where it's just gonna be like, ah, "Fuck it!" You know what? This is what happens. It's this, 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 this. <laughs> there you go. Have it, enjoy. I mean, really, that's actually kind of what the TV shows become, anyway. <laughs> it's just like that's that's very true. Hey, fuck it! This is what happens. This this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in uh, the blanks for sale. Yeah, you, you you figure the rest out. Just know that this is what I was thinking of. Um, so did you read the paragraphs? I did, yeah. Uh, And and I found it to be unsatisfying. Laidlaw actually kind of clarified a little bit what he was actually getting at. And, and so there's an important distinction between Half-Life 3 and Half-Life 2, Episode 3, right? Okay. Uh, so you guys remember when Half-Life 2 came out, there was two pieces of DLC for it. There was Episode 1... Sure. Uh, and then there was episode two and at the end of episode two, Eli Vance, uh, dies and, and then yeah, everything goes black and, and, you know, theoretically we're going off on a quest later to find the, what's the ship that they're looking for? The time traveling ship from portal. Um, is no, you know what I'm talking about though, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. It's so long, but yeah,
0: they're going to find that. Uh, so anyway, um, the way that Laidlaw had kind of considered doing this was he wanted to uh, make a third DLC an episode three. And in that episode, he wanted to basically wrap up the story with the combine and and basically kind of just reset and have the series end with Gordon uh, in free space. And then theoretically, he would step away from the series and whoever came in next would have, uh, for all intents and purposes, a clean slate to work on. They could they could take Gordon Freeman and put him in whatever crazy situation they wanted, and uh, and and basically like be free to do as they please. So okay, so with that in mind, the story is very much set up uh, like that. This this little like uh, you know four, six paragraph thing or whatever, uh, it, right. it's basically just set up to kind of wrap everything up real quick in a nice little package and leave Gordon in a place where he can be brought back by whoever would have taken the series on next. Um, as, as we know, that never actually happened. And at, at first, it had sounded like, well, we're not going to do a third episode. We're just going to put all the work we're doing and channel it into Half-Life 3, which theoretically could have been an entirely different concept. Who who knows? Like, no, no telling what it actually would have been. Right. Um, but that's what we've got. Uh, there's some people out there. I'd have to look it up to... Give you better info on it, but there's some folks out there who have compiled a lot of the leaked data that we've had from Half-Life 3 over time. Uh, the, over, I, there's actually a lot more info on that game that's leaked out than I realized. They had, like, weapon <laughs> concepts that are, like, working in-engine and everything, um, and a lot of that stuff has been compiled on the internet for you to go get. I wouldn't be surprised, I really wouldn't be surprised if some fans took Laidlaw's uh, plot outline that he, he, that he posted and, and
2: then, like, copy together their own
0: version. Uh-huh, did, like, a Black Mesa thing and uh, basically just put together their own edition of it. Um, I'm also, I don't... Uh, under- and, then, and then hopefully Alex would have, like, a fully rendered vagina in that one. I would, you, we, we can only hope. What, what I'm actually kind of most curious about is where Valve sits on all this. Like, I'm wondering if they were, like, pissed that Laidlaw published this or if it doesn't bother them at all because they don't give a shit because they're too busy making a Dota card game. Or like you know,
2: wait—is that true? Are they actually making a Dota card game?
0: Oh yeah! Did you not see that? I
2: didn't know. Yeah, that. it's called they,
0: uh, Artifact. They published a they published a trailer for it, and everybody like cheered when the title came up, and then the subtitle comes up and it says a Dota card game, and and everyone <laughs> started to boo. <laughs> like no joke, not even. I'm not being <laughs> facetious or anything. Uh, this was at a uh,
1: conference where they usually applaud everything.
0: Yeah, they were like so stoked. They're like, a new game from Valve. And then it pops up and it's like Dota card game. And you can hear <laughs> the whole crowd go, oh. That's awesome. Got a I mean, It's not awesome that they're
2: releasing a card game, but it's awesome that that's how the crowd reacted. I
0: mean, you know, they figured out how to make money and they're making money. Uh, it's supply oh, and man. demand. Dota 2 makes more money than Half-Life 3 ever could have.
2: I
1: suppose that's true.
0: It's just how it be. But anyway, I, I I'm actually surprised you missed that. You must have been too busy celebrating your birth. Another thing to blame or our league for praying for Texas. I don't know. Whatever you were doing. That <laughs> was all of the above. Yeah, a little bit of both, huh? <laughs> yep, yeah, pretty much. Um, I like to um,
2: combine my celebrations and tragedies and get things done twice as fast.
0: Yeah, I mean, duh. Hey, come on. Hey, you, when you blew out all the <laughs> candles on your cake, it was your your wish was that texas would get better quicker right <laughs> pretty much what's the wish <laughs> we were like hey you know here we go i'll take care of you guys that was very generous of you to donate your birthday wish because i just well, th- thank you i thought so too <laughs> i just wished to see boobs so <laughs> yours was much more selfless <laughs> um anyway video games we've been video. we've been playing them uh and i actually i want to kind of lead off with trevor because he's got the the game that i'm most curious about um and i'm I'm eager to hear i mean I, I read your review today and actually by the time this podcast uh not by the time it goes live but pretty close to it we should have the review on the site so people can read it um but you've been playing absolver for the last week Yep, yep, yep. And it sounds like you've been robbed a little bit of the experience uh, because it's a it's a very online heavy game, and yeah, obviously it's, it's
3: always online.
0: Obviously, playing it pre-release uh, provides some challenges when it comes to that because you're you're playing with like beta testers and game journalists, and so you're gonna get a mishmash of useful and useless of, like people. the
1: super. Skill and the non-skill. It sounded like, it sounded like yep. you
0: weren't able to take a crack at the co-op, which I, I've watched some gameplay of and actually looks pretty somewhat substantial, I guess you could say. Um, right. I noticed one weird thing about the co-op, and we can circle back and talk about it. But first, I want to just hear your overall thoughts on the game. What, what the fuck even is it? It almost looks like Dark Souls.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, you know, I've read people
3: saying that same thing that it's like Dark Souls. I mean, I. I've never actually played Dark Souls. I've only played Bloodborne, so I don't know well, exactly of what. not. I don't know exactly what the <laughs> parallel is to the, you know, to the to the two. I mean, you run through zones and enemies pop up. I guess that's kind of like Dark Souls. Yeah, but that's it. That's, that's the like, stuff. <laughs> like that's what that's what happens in every game.
0: But yeah, I can mean, you know,
3: die? You can die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Dark Souls. Oh god, it's that's getting, Souls, getting it. more Dark, and more
0: more like Dark Souls by the second. That's right.
3: That's right, yeah it is uh it is pretty much dark souls, but no it's um, I mean really, what i'd more more relate it to is more like for honor, um
0: yeah, it looks a lot like for honor,
3: just yeah. in that it's way better than for honor um in in terms of like a fighting game the it the whole thing hinges on the gameplay, and the gameplay is by far the best part, it is by far just like one of the most amazing fighting game, online type, even not even online, just fighting games in general um, that I've seen uh, or ever played. The it's It all hinges on this, and the creativity is amazing. Um, the way that you are able to, uh, you, you have to build what's called a combat deck. So it starts out really basic. You only get um, so there's four directions that you can stand. Um, they're all just—it's just one of four directions you can change it pretty easily. From what I've read, for most people, I instantly jumped onto my Xbox controller to play it. Um, there's no downside to playing on a controller. I mean, most most fighting games people play on controllers anyways. Um, but uh, there's there you know so there's no like oh mouse and keyboard only kind of crowd everybody's playing on a controller if you want to play well because you have to switch between the stances pretty pretty frequently because you want to try to string your attacks together in a way that's going to be advantageous, obviously. Um, but the, So you stand in one of four directions, and depending on which direction you're standing, you, can, you only hit one of two buttons on the Xbox. It's X and Y. You only hit one of two buttons, and those buttons will then do an attack. Well, you have certain attacks that you have set, and you can choose what attacks you want. You learn more over time, and you get more strings involved over time, but you start in one of those combat stances, and then you start attacking the enemy, and you have the ability to then um you know combo your attacks now the um there are three different classes. one of them gives you the ability to dodge so every class has an, has like a dodge like a big dodge it's like you dash out of the way pretty far from combat. but the way that this one's different is you can make little dodges to counter your enemy's attacks so that you can instantly counterattack them if you successfully dodge their attack. The other dodge that all the classes get gets you basically just out of range of the enemy if you're getting harassed or something or you just need to get out because you're getting beat up too much you can just basically dash back or dash left or right and get away from the enemy but this one is special because you can actually dash like within the enemy for instance if they do an overhead kick so if they if you can predict that they're going to do a high kick you can dash down and your character will duck if they're going to sweep attack like they're going to sweep their leg under you you can actually jump attacks or jump dodge so you can jump up and over their feet which is pretty cool. Um, that's the, that's the character that I went with or the class that I went with was, um, it's called windfall. Um, and, uh, that was the one that I liked the most. I tried them all. That one felt the most fluid to me. Um, but then on the other hand, there's a, there's cult, I think is how you pronounce it. It's an absorb ability. So you get this ability to basically absorb an attack from an enemy that, and then you actually even gain health if you successfully do it um and those fuckers are annoying to play against um when you've got when you're playing against somebody who's really good at that class because if they learn your attack strings they can predict which one that they can absorb and really um really hurt you that way because because once they absorb an attack they can instantly counterattack you and so they've gained health and now you're losing health so um and then the third one it was a really weird one. I didn't see too many people playing it. Most people were either playing Windfall or the Cult. Um, the third one, it's uh, it says it's the highest difficulty. I'm not too sure why, but um, I forget the name of it. But basically, you absorb an attack, but then it stuns the enemy when you do it. So it kind of gives you like a little bit of a perk. I, I, I don't see how it's any better than the Cult, because it felt like when I, was, uh, when I got uh, absorbed by a Cult, I was in a temporary stun not really long but it was temporary enough to where they could counterattack me Mm -hmm. um but those are the classes uh they're really important to choose one that you like i played all three of them so that i could really just get a feel for which one i liked and they're really important because when you get later on in the game the players that you're playing against are are going to you're using those abilities to your advantage it's what's going to make you stand out compared to your enemy and so you have to use it uh wisely and um you know, make sure that you are playing your character to the strengths. Now, the strings then, to get more into the the combo strings. So you have four different stances, four different directions you can stand. And then as you level up your, uh, for instance, like I'm standing, uh, the first stance is uh, like you're standing like regular, regular boxing stance. Then there's the south paw stance. And then there's the one where you're standing regular stance, but your back is to the enemy and then there's the south paw stance and your back is to the enemy. So it's, those are the four. So reverse.
0: <laughs> so how do you, yeah. how do you toggle those? Is that like a button to switch back and forth between those?
3: It is. Yeah. It's pretty fluid on the, uh, Xbox controller. It was just the trigger. And then you hold the, you hold the directional stick to the way that you want to go. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And so the, um, y- you can't do it as you're comboing because what happens is, and see, I uh, you have to play the game because what I'm about to say just is going to sound... It, it's just so complicated, but once you play it, you'll be like, wow, this is so amazing and creative the way that you can uh, create these attacks. But for instance, so you start off, let's say I'm just start standing in regular boxing stance, uh, you know, uh, right foot forward. You then have an ability that you put into that starting slot. So there's like in your, in your combat deck, you get to pick, okay, this is the ability that I want. So say it's a jab right-handed jab okay cool now the next ability that lines up will be something else that you put into that next i just you just hit x three times but you can you put something else in there and then a third attack now if you hit just xxx it's gonna just combo all three of them together assuming your enemy doesn't counter it in some way
0: the i think that makes the, sense it kind of uh um, it doesn't sound like
2: complicated sorry go ahead I was just gonna say, there's like a whole spate of games in the '90s that were like that.
4: <laughs> well,
2: but, uh, it
0: kind of makes me think of, um, and you guys can tell me if this is a way off base comparison, but it kind of makes me think of like transistor, kind of, where you have like your buttons, your action buttons, but you're kind of dropping your move sets like into them. They don't, the buttons themselves don't really mean anything. It's yeah, it's what you're putting behind it that that has you know right. A-
3: But so the extra layer to it is that you have – so when I do a right jab, that will put me – that will just put me back into the regular boxing stance, right? Like I'm not going to switch to a different stance. Now say I choose to do a roundhouse kick as my first ability in there. When you do a roundhouse kick, you don't land back in the boxing stance. You land in the reverse uh, with your back to them. So you, you, you land with their back to them, and then, like one of my favorite combos was a roundhouse kick, and then you do this really cool overhead kick because you 're standing with your back to them, and so you can then do an overhead kick. The cool thing is it dodges low attacks because you're doing you're jumping and like kicking over the top of your head, kind of like a soccer uh, bicycle kick kind of thing so you 're kicking over the top, and so you dodge anything below you, and you also attack the enemy and it 's also a sweet combo string then on top of that, you have on the right-hand side of your combat deck, you get the ability to put one ability into each of the four stances, and that's your Y button. So at any time, if you want to switch things up, if, depending on which stance you're in, you can then push Y, and it will use that ability instead of what's in your normal combo string. So it really adds the diversity to how you want to mix up your attacks and... and you can change it at any time. You can go in – I mean you, not while you're fighting, but after you fight somebody, you can go in, you meditate, and then you go in and change your combo string. And it's, it, it really is just one of the most fluid and complex type of things. Like for instance, I was first – when I first played, I was like, oh, man, I want all fast attacks. I just want to just harass somebody. Well, that worked really well against a lot of different guys. But once I started playing the cult, like a real person who was playing a cult in the PVP – You can't – you have to have a heavy attack to break their absorb. So I had to find a way to predict when they were going to do their absorb and then use a a heavy attack to stun them with it so that they wouldn't be able to actually absorb the attack because they can only uh, absorb regular attacks, not heavy attacks. And so adding a heavy attack into my Y button – was great for i'd go up to them i'd start punching them and do my fast combos and only do my fast combos then when i'd learn when they were trying to predict my fast combo i'd just switch it up and hit y and break them with the with the heavy attack and it's that kind of creativity that i just think was amazing in that game um i mean i think every, all the reviews that i've read have had the same kind of uh response that i've had to the to the gameplay um the way that the fighting is is just amazing i mean any fight fighting game fan needs to try it out just just for that because it's so so entertaining and
2: i don't know it sounds like a fighting game with extra steps
3: <laughs> it is it that. is it is and that's why it's so fun that's why it's I so think, great I mean, that sounds like your thing it doesn't sound like my thing yeah yeah i mean i i mean i it it's uh it's just it, it's great though dude i mean give it a try uh, so, it, it really uh, is so okay,
0: over, i mean overall what um more so than that what are you, what are you doing most of the time like you talk about encountering pvp and stuff like that is this just in the the open world where you're running into folks or is there cuz i i watched a, a gameplay thing where people were actually like teaming up like they ran into each other in the world and then they there was some kind of button that they could do to to set up like a truce basically and they would kind of co-op through and 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 fight the NPCs, and then there was now a, that's interesting. There was a kind of curious uh, aspect to it, though, because when they hit a boss, it broke them up and made them all fight the boss separately, which I thought was really curious.
3: Yeah, uh, so it um, so there is, which was, you know, to my you know delight, was the actual single player mode to it. I didn't get all the way through, and the reason why, and, and this is probably one of my biggest uh, gripes with the game, is there is no way... Th- There's like a pretty shitty map that you can look at, like and you can't just pull it up at any time. You have to go to like the main area where you can see, and then you can look at the map. I could not figure out where the last guy was. I I killed all the bosses, and I cannot find the last one so that I can finally get my Absolver title. I know it's somewhere that I've been. I've been through the whole entire world. It's not that big, or at least a starting area. is not that big, but I... Can't find the last guy to beat him to to you know figure it out. I'm gonna run around. Oh, this is the worst damn Dark
2: Souls I've ever heard about.
3: <laughs> yeah, and oh, so man. um, you do go through the world though. There, it, it is a pers- it's an online world, so there's other people in it. I don't know what the game looks like now since it released today. I was curious to see like how many people were running around when I was playing. Real players came. I came across real players every once in a while. It wasn't very often. And a lot of the times, most of the people, they were just wanting to go and and fight, do the story mode, kill the NPCs. Um, They weren't really looking to engage in a fight. I did come across a couple people who were just trying to slap slap me around. Sometimes I'd win. Sometimes they'd win. I mean, it was uh, mostly what I saw was it was move-dependent. Um, whether or not they had more Learned more abilities than I had um, Or were a higher level um, So I, get, I guess I'm a little Confused now, is the game Naturally PvE oriented or is it
2: Naturally PvP?
3: Uh, both, it's, you're, in an, you're in an open World and there's, pe- there's Regular people in there, like I said I'd like to see okay. What it looks like All now, right. I'd like to see what it looks Like now, because it would it, I bet you there's more people in the world um, Which could be good and bad um,
2: And is it a persistent world?
3: It is, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, now I can get a clearer picture of it. All right. And now, now it sounds like something I might want to try. It's kind of a weird. <laughs>
0: it's a weird mishmash of stuff. Like the, it the, is. the footage yeah. I watched of it, it's. Um, and, and I'll say this, regardless of whether it's good or bad or, or or you know anything, it's certainly original. Like I, I haven't really seen yeah. a game like this before. I find uh, it yeah. interesting
1: that it's made by former uh, Paris Ubisoft. So uh, one just, question that I have is like you can't really opt out of the multiplayer, right? It just happens.
3: Uh no. So uh, there is the there is like the involuntary somebody in the world decides they want to start beating you up. That can happen. You you they can do that if they want to. Everybody's you know pitted against each other. You can choose to team up with people, like Jared was saying. If you have some friends,
1: right? But there's no there's no offline mode, there, there, right? like,
3: There's no offline mode. No, not yeah. at least not when I was playing it. I I don't think that there was. Um so what it is, no no god sorry. Um I was going to say there is though instanced PVP. Now right now I I didn't know if this was just in the pre-release or in the or in the game in general, but it looks like right now they touted in the in the previews that they were going to have 2v2, 3v3 um PVP modes right now all there is is 1v1 which is, you know, I mean take it or leave it if if you're a big like Want to play you want to play street fighter yeah, then this is exactly what you're going to be playing one v one and I played a couple of times i i played a lot of times actually um against other players and it was really good uh the fighting worked really well against other people it's uh, best of you, you first to win three in a, uh, three matches or three three times killing you um and it was really good the the worst thing about it, and i think this mostly had to do with it being in pre release was the uh I one time I got I was level seven and I got matched up against like a level 63. It, and, interesting, and interestingly, I actually did pretty good. I don't know if he just sucked really bad or if yeah, you um, I, I don't know if there was like a stat balancing. He didn't seem to do too much more damage to me than I did to him. the The big difference and the reason why or at least why I'm going to say that he won is because. He had so many more moves. Now, as you level up, so you first start out and you have your uh, regular boxing stance. That's what I'll stick with is just like the regular front foot, for, right foot forward boxing stance. You have a combo string of three, and then you have your alternate attack at the end. And then all the stances below it, the three other stances, you only have one ability in each one, and then you have your alternate ability. As you level up, you get – they add – more onto that string so that eventually and i haven't even got there i'm like level 20 something eventually you have all four stances have a combo string of three plus an alternate attack and, um, then, so you can build up your, the different combos that you can perform. This guy obviously had them all and he was able to switch up his combos much more than I was. And so he was able to predict me a little bit better cause I only had a couple of combo strings that I could pull off on him and the ways that I could alternate my attacks. He was pulling all sorts of crazy abilities that I had never even seen in the game before. So he obviously had gotten further and further down the line obviously at like level 60 something he'd played quite a bit but i did i did win two he won three um at the very end i mean it was only a sliver of health for both of us so i almost beat him but he just got the upper hand um but anyways it it it's just a the story mode from what i've read once you do beat the the last boss that's pretty much it and so i would say that it maybe takes you five hours at most. And it's not really a story. It's, there's a little bit of dialogue and stuff, but it's nothing, nothing too deep or anything. It's just, you know, oh, fight me. I, I don't like you. Okay, cool. Well,
0: we'll Yeah, we'll... that's my kind of story.
3: Yeah, so that, that's really all that it is. It's like, oh, you want to be an absolver? You have to beat me. Okay, yeah, sounds good.
2: Okay, well, well, well what's the, what are the skins like? What kind of skins can I buy to support this game?
3: Uh, no skins that I've seen. All the gear is uh, just, you uh, pick it zero up. Zero out of five <laughs> is out. <laughs> you pick up stuff, and when you kill enemies, sometimes they drop stuff. You can find stuff just sitting around in in crates and stuff. Um, you can pick stuff up, and the the gear all weighs you down. So the more gear you wear, or the heavier the gear that you, that you wear, it's it dark makes souls. you slower. It's, um, it's
0: dark souls. We found it.
3: Yeah. So I'm, uh, just don't ring a
0: bell. Ding, 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 ding.
3: Yeah, and so it makes you slower, but it makes you more defensive. There's also weapons that you can summon. Um, and then there's special abilities, too. They are very useful, the special abilities. The weapons are pretty cool. Like uh, when you use a sword.
0: Oh, yeah, I noticed it, that there were swords.
3: Yeah, it does chip damage. Regular attacks, when you block them, it doesn't do chip damage. But when you use a sword, it does. The, which is really cool. So but is there a reason not to use a sword? Yes. That's what I'm going to say. And that's uh, another gripe that I had was the sword is really badass and you have to learn different abilities with the sword. And the only way you do that is by fighting other people who have swords and uh, and use swords and have other abilities that you don't have. You get them by, you get other, you learn other abilities by blocking them or using your, uh, your class ability against them. It helps you learn the ability. Pretty easy system to pick up. It, it it, it, it progresses over time. But the problem with the sword, or there's also some uh, fist weapons. Uh, I think they call them war gloves. The, uh, the only problem with them is that the special abilities that you have and the swords are all tied to the same uh, like power-up mechanism where you have to gain these crystals and they kind of form on your belt. It's through fighting. I honestly don't know exactly how they're gained. It, I seem to gain them both over time and then faster when hitting somebody. Um, I, so that's the best that I can guess. I never found an actual like, uh, tool tip or anything saying exactly how they're gained. Um, but you, you have to use these. You only get a a precious amount while you're fighting, like in, in a fight against an NPC or against a real person and using the ability to heal yourself or using one of the abilities. Like there's this really cool, my favorite ability was called gravity. It stuns the enemy and pulls them down and makes them slower so that you're able to get off some combos on them. Um, that is so much more effective than pulling out the sword. Primarily because the sword not only, yeah, it does chip damage, and so it's really good because they can't block it. They have to actually dodge it if they want to not get take damage. But if they, if they land a combo string on you that hits hard enough or they hit a, a heavy attack on you, your sword flies out of your hand. Now you can go pick it up, but so can they. And so you run into this thing where you've used your crystals to summon a sword that can possibly be knocked out of your hands, and they can pick it up. Or you can just use the heal or the gravity or there's some other, like there's an earthquake ability, there's a fatigue ability, there's, um, there's something else. There was one other ability I didn't use very often. but So these special abilities just seemed so much more powerful to me to use than the fists. And I'm everybody I played against seemed to have the same thing because there was not one PvP match that I played where anybody pulled out a weapon. Uh, well, it in, sounds in, like in everyone needs to get else. good.
0: Yep. I you, guess you know what you know what's really weird about this uh, and this I can't think of another example where this is going to happen this is basically a fighting game that potentially lets you like like yes there's some there's some reactionary skill required to it but for all intents and purposes you could net deck in this game like you could look up like potential I, I don't know if decks is the right phrase but like like potential like strings and combo uh, pieces and, and I don't know if there's like objectively a right one but there's certainly going to be like stronger movesets than others
3: I you know I, I from what I played I disagree I think that they did a wonderful job of balancing it it's more about predicting your enemies abilities and then countering them properly mm-hmm. having really the best way is to mix it up as much as possible from what I've seen because ha- there's
1: th- they just of card gaming to a fighting game
0: I mean, a little yeah. bit to some degree.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they call it a combo deck, but or a fighting deck or whatever. But yeah, it's. Um, I I did not find that there was any one ability or one combo that was you know better than anything else. Um, right, right. It there was there was a lot of options, and the best way is to switch it up and and learn your character and your com- your combat deck as best as you can, so that you know what abilities you should pull off and win.
0: You'll have to. I, I don't know if you're intending on continuing to play. It, it sounds oh, like, yeah, like definitely. presumably you are. You'll have to let yeah. me know if like a meta develops here, because I feel. Right. Like, I feel. Yeah, like that's some, what it sounds like. I feel like there's potential for something there, um, where where people will start to find out, like, oh, you know, these these ones are the best, and uh, yeah. I mean, pre-release, it's hard to say whether or not something like that would happen, but once you dump thousands of people. Uh, into your game, that that kind of stuff can definitely develop, and it's not, that's not even necessarily a bad thing if that does happen. Like as long as they're responsive and you know patch things as they need to and add new stuff as they need to, uh, it may not even be an issue. But I am curious if it.
2: As long as they don't ruin the metal like uh, classic Ubisoft likes to do. <laughs>
0: sure, yeah, that's a given.
2: But um, yeah, that's what it was sounding like to me when you were mentioning the swords and all that kind of stuff. I'm. I'm almost certain that people start, uh, you know, building up a meadow. That kind of breaks the current balances there. It's kind game of game. easy when everyone else, when everyone's like starting out in the first weeks.
0: Um, You know, then, and I think a lot of games feel balanced
2: in the first week. And then yeah, there's you come shit. back a month later. Game,
0: the game's got a subreddit. So I won't, I'll be curious to see where this goes and what people settle on. Um, I mean... It's entirely possible that it's just the greatest balanced game of all time, and no one ever figures out uh, a best strategy. But I'm—I don't know. I'm curious. It's kind of—it's a really weird, unique uh, aspect to a game like this. It's,
3: yeah, um, you know, I mean, uh, I totally get what you guys are saying. I, I um, you know, I—I I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain why. I, I'm not saying that there's not going to be a meta that develops, but as far as like a best strategy, it, it doesn't seem like there's a. Um, like the best strategy is to know all the abilities and be able to predict your opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's not like there's not like there's an ability or a combo that is going to be like brokenly powerful. I mean, there could be, but it. it but there, I, there hasn't been that I've seen because if there, if you know, if somebody's going to do the same combo over and over again, I will punish it every time. And that's what happened when especially against the NPCs what I've noticed with a, a lot of the NPCs is they had two combo strings. I destroyed them because, especially with the dodge character, I could dodge every single attack and then counter them every single time. And it was one of those things where once the NPCs got harder and they came up with more more combinations and then they were mixing up combinations, that's when things got harder. Again with, M- with PvP, with this guy that I was playing against, once I-, I lost the first round, but once I figured out he went to the same combo every single time because that was his favorite one, and I was able to punish it, and that's how I was able to come back. Um so it's definitely one of those things where uh the best way is to predict your enemy. It's not necessarily that the enemy is they, they can't just mash X and and with a with a certain combination and win every time.
2: Right. So I I I get what you're saying, but that's always like the best strategy. Like um like the other day um me and Lucio were going out a few rounds of Guilty Gear and after a few rounds it's pretty easy to tell how someone is going to open. So you always have to figure out you know, you have to kind of outthink that. That's like half the game. Wow. Um, so I, I know what you're saying. I agree with that. But I, I you know, it's, it's kind of like I did a lot of um, uh, Dark Souls. Well, not a lot of Dark Souls PvP. Um, a lot of Bloodborne PvP. And kind of sort of a good amount of Dark Souls 3 PvP. And always trying to predict your opponent. And, um, you know, striking where they're going to be. And all that kind of stuff. That's always important. But it doesn't stop some guy showing up with some ultra great sword to just like kind of smash you repeatedly I'm just, and I'm just more interested dig for. In, I'm
0: more interested well, in this the swords. From, like, uh, uh, well yeah like we already covered the swords obviously not the solution. But I, I guess what I what I was getting at is I'm more interested in this from a uh from a character build perspective. Like yeah, if, from, you, from, 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 and, and, if you and, assume and, if you assume that two players both play perfectly, uh there's still objectively going to be one build yeah. that's better than the other, right? And, like, a better way to distribute your stats and, and stuff like that. And, and, and when you mention meta, it, it, like,
2: like, meta, it's funny, like, Zara, when you mention meta, it's funny because I don't think about um, something like, I don't know, it's an easy answer, was like Marvel versus Capcom 3, where the meta was just getting whoever can shoot across the string and shooting at you. But when you talk about meta, I always think about Pokemon. And Pokemon, the meta for a long time was what, it was like steel types and bug types. So there are a lot of Pokemon in it. And there are a lot of ways to counter other things, but there are like some objectively solid Pokemon that you would always see at the top of it. You would always get like a specific, uh, you would get like Metacross or something like that. They would always be in the metagame. Uh-huh. So yeah. I think, well, that, I think that's what you're saying. Uh, Jared.
0: Well, like I said, I, I, I think that we're actually pretty deep in the weeds here for, for just what I was. I was just making an observation <laughs> that that this uh is unusual for a fighting game to have a reliance on stats and, and the potential to have like character builds posted online. That's really all I was getting. Even was... in
1: uh in regular fighting games, you know it's, they spend months pre release making sure it's balanced and then as soon as they release it, some asshole finds like some retarded exploit.
0: Well, it's kind of it's <laughs> kind of something. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm not even necessarily like getting at exploits, but like Injustice Two did something kind of unique with this, where they have like the gear system. And uh, I'm sure I haven't looked at Injustice Two for a long time, but I'm sure I can go out there and find like builds probably now. Uh, yeah, exactly. Where there's like an ideal build for Batman, and like this is how you make Batman as 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 bat-like and- as he can be. Um, in, fa- in fact, that's kind of like the one thing
2: that stopped me from going into Splatoon 2 ranked because I'm just now like kind of, but I'm like, I'm sure I have to read a couple of websites now to start seeing what the quote unquote proper build is uh, to, for going into oh, shit. Uh, some of the
0: ranked matches. I, so. should, I should send you my Splatoon 2 strategy guide.
2: <laughs> you sure?
0: <laughs> uh, because I certainly don't need it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, It's the cheapest, shittiest strategy guide I've ever seen, Um, and I didn't, to those just uh, catching up here, I didn't buy it because uh, I thought it was strategy guide. I bought it because I thought there was a chance it was Splatoon 2, (laughs) and it was $10, um but Walmart had a really shitty listing on their website saying Yeah, they just listed it as
1: Splatoon.
2: They team. just
0: put the cover <laughs> of the game. They didn't add any description whatsoever. And so he I was, looked like um, it so was a game. So yeah, like well I linked future. I linked you guys to it and every single person was yeah. like, "Yeah, that looks like the game." Um
2: and we, and we, and Lucio was like screenshot it so you made sure
0: that you get the game. And I mean truthfully like if I valued my time less I probably could have thrown a shit fit and been like give me the give me the game but I even if I got it I just put it on the shelf and wouldn't get around to it anyway. <laughs> That's not the point. So um the the, the point is stopping Walmart, right? The point on. is to get something for free. Yeah, the point is I mean, yeah, something, sure. but, but Whatever, something for free. Well, it wouldn't be free. I paid $10. <laughs> And it shipped, like, way after than... the game, too, which is kind of weird. But
2: That is weird. Anyway, I have it. Uh, well, I, I hope the strategy's in there, because it's sure not, like, in any of the tutorials in the game. <laughs> um, yeah, as it, like,
0: uh, so it sounded like the Splatoon 2 had an even more reduced, like, kind of single player component or, or tutorial oh, component. Actually, like, the, the single player component,
2: I'm still, like, kind of knee-deep into that. Um... And, a, and the single player is like a lot tougher than I was expecting it to be. So so yeah, it's still kinda of the tutorial and with each level kind of teaching you what weapons to do, of course, I feel like, you know, maybe it's just me, but since I got Splatoon Tune, I was driving diving into the PvP first. Um and so I've been just been doing multiplayer kinda of nonstop. So by the time I get to it in the single player mode, I'm like, yeah, I already know this weapon, this is fine. Um but yeah, the, the, the single player mode is basically there to teach you how to do the weapons and to teach you mobility and all that. But it is a lot harder than I was expecting. Um, it, you know, it's like a lot of platforming. There's a lot of being easily overwhelmed by enemies, all that kind of stuff. And it's it's a lot of fun. But I just wasn't expecting the single player experience to be as kind of tough as it is. Mm-hmm. And that goes for like the bosses, too. The bosses are very creative. Um you know, I don't know if you've seen some of them. You got this uh, giant cylinder that just toasts bread and thrusts the giant loaves of bread out at you and attempt to kill you and you have to uh, climb the bread. There's another guy who's kind of a samurai with a um a splat roller who's on a unicycle that can chase you down and uh the bosses are a lot of fun, very imaginative, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's worked. It's like an actual
1: substantial single player experience. I'm not. The first one was like that too. You had a surprisingly deep first single player for a game that's supposed to be, you know, primarily online.
2: Yeah. In fact, it's kind of to the point that, like, it, a lot of the single player elements that you come across, I wish there were more of it in the multiplayer levels. And I'm sure, like, for people who are more used to kind of, like, shooting and team games and all that kind of stuff, they will like, oh, this is garbage. I don't want this kind of stuff. But, um, I feel like it would make the multiplayer kind of a lot more fun and give it a lot more life uh there's like a lot of platforming elements and like the verticality of the squids and all that kind of stuff that could easily be in the multiplayer component and it it just make a little bit more chaos and um you know have a little bit more fun and traversal and all that kind of stuff and it's it's uh not there unfortunately i wish it was but that doesn't make multiplayer any less fun um multiplayer is still like what i do pretty much all the time and then when i'm like all right i'm a little sick of this I'll jump into the single player or um i tried salmon run i can't imagine i'm doing a much a lot more salmon run
0: but yeah how, how are you um how are you playing from a control style perspective are you using the gyros or are you how do you even let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's I, back up here how do you hold your controller do you put it in the grip or what are you doing yeah the Droid cons are in the grip and
2: i turned off the um the motion controls because fuck that shit Oh really?
0: <laughs> I'd actually. I'd... I mean, it, there's some learning to it, but I. Sometime you should just just for me, you should uh, take both the JoyCons out of the grip and play with gyro on. And see see what you think. Uh,
3: you after. seem to like motion controls in general, Jared. I mean, is that something that you've just always liked, or just uh...
0: no? no I, I don't even think I really had a, a healthy respect for it until I got the Steam controller. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Dude, I can I can lay waste with that Steam controller in like Metal Gear. It just makes like doing headshots and things like that just like the most trivial stuff. Like the especially with the Steam controller because you can set it up where the gyro is not on unless you're holding down a certain button. So I set it up so if I'm holding the back grip, gyro turns on, and then I can, you know, just move the controller and aim right at where I want to do and, like, do my one shot that I want to get. Um, but after playing uh, Breath of the Wild, um, I have a really hard time. Um, I shouldn't say a hard time going back. Cause it, it, twin stick stuff is like second nature. But it, feel, yeah. it feels just so much more archaic uh, comparatively. Like, I can be so much more precise in Breath of the Wild than I can in, say, like, um, I mean, even Skyward Sword's not even really that accurate.
2: I, I, I'll get a shot. You know the main thing? It wasn't so much the uh, control scheme. And I'm pretty sure if I were to take the Joy-Cons off the grips, it would be all right. But as I only have a shooting game right now, um, I haven't been that adventurous. The main thing about the motion controls is that I do actually get motion sickness from video games so um, breath which
0: yeah breath is going to be a better place to practice it because you're not it's not all the time like splatoon's all the time when you have the motion controls uh whereas breath is just when you're aiming and so it gives you more of a chance to get used to like the concept and get used to the feeling um and and your shots aren't as critical and like spur of the moment like you're you're not you know it's not that important that you hit things in a timely fashion in zelda like you can take as long as you need to aim um and so it's a way better introduction to it so maybe that will help too uh, well well, um,
2: it sounds like then maybe i should start working uh motion control exercises into my single player experience since i already take a ton of time on stages to make sure i beat them um. So I'll I'll try that out. I'll give it a shot. I have to
1: say when I when I tried the motion controls in um in that Nintendo Summer of Fun thing, um, they felt a lot better than the ones in oh, they in f- the Wii U.
0: Yeah, the Wii U's they're so the amazingly pile of me. fucking garbage. Like <laughs> I, I turned off the
1: uh, I, I turned off the motion controls in Splatoon one. But I could see myself getting used to the motion controls too.
0: And like I said, I think if I hadn't had the experience I had with uh with Metal Gear and and with Breath of the Wild, maybe I wouldn't be comfortable with them in Splatoon Two. But I actually felt uh in the in the test fire that they did that I was pretty accurate and and doing pretty well. Um, there was definitely like some time where I needed to learn and, and like there there's a button to like recenter your controls in case you you wander off too yeah. far. Um, and so like there's there's some learning to it for sure. Um, but I was I was way more comfortable with it than I ever was. So I don't know if that's just because the Wii U was trash, or if it's just because I'm more uh, more accepting and used to the concept. Um, but it it was that, it,
1: no, definitely the Wii U had.
0: I I, I really think it's wasn't
1: I, as, uh, as good as this was.
0: I no, really yeah, I really yeah, think be, it's like a, <laughs> it, it's a future thing. Like I think it's going to be a big deal in the coming years. I think it's one of the like innovations that you're going to keep seeing. At least uh, that'll, be my,
2: that'll be my challenge for tonight. I mean, I, I haven't like, objectively, I haven't actually owned the um, Switch and been playing it that long. i am only had it like uh, two days. This is my second day with it. But I'm already like uh, level 10 in Splatoon 2 because I've just been playing that non-stop. I really like it. Um, except for uh, Salmon Run, which is cancer, but we can get to that later. So, yeah, I can, you know, it's still early enough that I can give the motion controls a shot and then not be poisoned against it like I would be on other consoles.
0: So and I'll I would do that. and I would say in response to, to Trevor's uh, at least for Nintendo comment, Valve's already doing it uh, in their <laughs> controller and the, the right.
3: But then other game other but the, that, they don't make games.
0: The PS4 uh, has it as well. Um, of course, again, nobody's nobody's actually using it on the PS4 for games. But
2: can 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 I just say that like? Um, grab it or rush uses it and I turned it off can i say something about the uh switch no definitely not
1: <laughs> so um <laughs> not in this video game podcast you know <laughs> i only i only have
2: i only have one the one game um but i like to switch like as a console kind of a lot yep. and i feel like the people that were breaking their joy joycons and scratching up their screens are must be fucking idiots <laughs> I- I I don't see how you destroy your Yes,
1: Jared, they must be fucking idiots.
0: I mean I could I could see the, the marks on my screen for sure. Um oh, I, okay. I put a, I put a screen protector <laughs> fucking on it. Idiots, so, Jared. I, I mean I put a screen protector I didn't on know it, so you it doesn't matter that. that bad. No, I, I, so I didn't mean you. <laughs> but I didn't but I, I don't see the, the the sides that get scuffed up, they're just they're just the bezel. so like it's not really the end of the world. Like I do have some marks on my Uh, screen protector but they're not actually covering like my view space in any way whatsoever so it's not the end of the world but it is it is a bad design like and i'm quite confident that nintendo will uh release a hardware revision that's significantly better than this uh i I don't have any doubts
3: my my question on that and like i i know that i may be a little bit over the top on the way that i am more protective i've always been a little bit kind of ocd on like the protection of my mm-hmm. electronic gear but i i don't i mean i have a case for my uh for my switch and there are zero scratches on that thing i i mean i don't know i i i don't know how like what are you doing with your switch that like you get a scratch on the screen
0: it's just the dock you just when you when you drop it into the, oh, dock, the dock the way it rests on the plastic and i keep mine in the dock almost all the time i i only, I see, I only I take it out if i'm taking it upstairs uh, and I, I do, I have charged it a few times cause I have a USB-C cable, uh, for, uh-huh. for one of my phones. Yeah. Um, but, uh, for the most part, I prefer to just charge it in the dock. So mine, mine transitions quite a bit. Like mine gets dropped I in see. Okay. Uh, more often than not. And, uh, um, mine is almost exclusively played as a handheld. And again, I'm not, I'm I, not I've played to... maybe
3: one time for like 10 minutes in the dock.
0: I'm not uh I'm not gonna make like a like a mountain out of it but uh and I think how your experience goes with the switch I think it largely will vary depending on how much you use the dock because like the remotes that have the the busted ass uh, signal if you never use the dock you'll never even know uh, and you'll, right you'll just right. Be like, wow these joy cons work great but yep. but I have a set that's just objectively busted like one of them's fucking broken as shit. and uh, I actually haven't uh, come off the dock I My- Did you get? Did you get colored ones or or gray? I have colored ones. So I think I feel like your odds are better that you won't have.
1: I was supposed to ask him that.
0: I feel like the (laughs) odds are better that you're not going to have any trouble. Are they colored or white? It seems (laughs) my experience so far, and this is totally anecdotal, but my experience so far has been that the gray ones are the ones that had the manufacturing problems. And the okay. and the red and blue ones seem to uh, not have the issue. So that
2: makes sense. I, I haven't had like any problems. I've really been enjoying it. And and by the way, this is the first console that I can use an amiibo with. So they're finally worth something. They're not worthless junk to me anymore.
0: Here's here's <laughs> a here's a test you can do uh, if you're curious. Uh, take, okay. take your uh take your switch over to a table. Um, pop off the joy cons Slam it. Like well no oh, just okay. just set it set it up on the table like with the kickstand or whatever. Pop off your Joy-Cons and then just play with your hands under the table, and that's it. Um, and if I do that with mine, uh, my Joy-Con loses connectivity. Interesting. Wow. That's, all right. That's all try. it takes. Literally, literally. God, like I'm finding like like so many so many things to try with my switch. Inches <laughs> inches away from the console, but if it's under the table, it it's like nope, not happening. Weird. So So like like uh in terms of the actual game, in terms of Splatoon 2.
2: There's one there's one more thing. I just can't understand like why in the fuck anyone wants actual voice chat in this game. I am so thankful That's what it's saying. not there. Well,
0: did you hear that <laughs> did you hear that the game has voice chat built into it? Well, yeah, on your cell phone. No, 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 no. Get, no. Like, the app. Oh, uh, no, someone figured out that the Switch actually has like a full-on working microphone voice chat if you're playing Splatoon 2 on a LAN. Uh, connections. Huh. So if you're playing in a LAN. on a land, yep. If you're playing, like on a, you're sitting next to the guy, and you're like, hey, you want to talk about yep, microphones? Yep. There's a working microphone feature if you are playing <laughs> on a local network with other Switch people. Why the what? fuck would that be there? That's bizarre. <laughs> what in Christ's name may, 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 is, that the, a, is that for? The is that for esports?
3: Teacher. Is that for esports? I
0: don't know. Maybe it's
1: to the tournaments
3: I, and shit. It's gotta. I actual, That's gotta be what it is. I
2: have an actual theory. Like, like I, I think it's a developer feature. And no, you know, I, it doesn't I sound think like e-sports. they were supposed to find it. I think it's eSports. Um, well, it doesn't it, sound it, like it, people it. were supposed to find
1: it.
0: Ah. it I think like...
1: it was supposed to have voice head for everything, but then they took it away because they didn't want pedophiles. I, think, that,
0: I think they but, probably they probably just assumed that no, uh, that no two people would ever play Splatoon 2 on a LAN together. Uh, no, I, yeah, 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 and that's and why like, no like, one, because, no one will ever discover imagine,
2: this. Imagine, if yeah, you're nobody sitting, like in an office, like in an office base, and you're a couple of cubicles apart, and you guys need to play test the game together. You're not going to download a fucking cell phone app or whatever.
0: Um, yeah, how no, dare, I, how dare they be expected to download a cell phone app to talk to each other? <laughs> that's
3: no, crazy. dude. I'm telling you, it's for esports. Is Splatoon is it? I mean, is? is I, I mean, I've never played it, so I can't really say. But it, I, it is <laughs> esports.
2: <laughs> Splatoon esports
3: it is it, people people play that as an esport so uh, that's got to be what it is i mean sure it helped in the development process i agree but i bet you it's for esports i i can uh, say with almost certainty that's what it is because they're not gonna th- you know because what they have got to build some sort of way for them to talk to each other
2: you know what i owe jared a hundred dollars so i would take that bet for another hundred
0: dollars <laughs> let's double down <laughs> all right
2: Oh yep. I'm gonna say that is not an easy port feature. We will wait on the word So if Trevor So
0: if Trevor provides a tournament video where the contestants are communicating with each other via like headsets that are just plugged into the switches, has he proven his point if he if he provides that?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It requires That's a, a notarized letter by Shigeru Miyamoto, who had nothing to do with this game, <laughs> by the way.
2: See, I, I, I would I would feel more comfortable if we made the bet with Nintendo confirmation because people play melee in a way that it's not meant to be played, and they say, "Oh yeah, that's the way it was meant to be played." You know, honestly,
0: so, I actually, I really don't think either of you are right. I think it's just intentionally how it works, and Nintendo's just a bunch of retards and didn't realize that people <laughs> that people would think about this and be like, "Hey, this isn't fair," or, or "This isn't the right." Like, it doesn't feel like the feature is super hidden. It it just like works. Um, I I think it was probably just always the plan. And I don't think they gave a fuck. No one at Nintendo bothered to raise their hand and be like, "Well, this make people mad we make them use their phone? <laughs> um, the thing
1: is, I actually rather it not have, um, you know, voice chat.
0: Yeah, but that's your, that's your prerogative, dude. Like, No, man, like... If I'm playing with you... name me like one
1: game that has been made better by voice chat.
0: Uh, anything I play with my friends. Like, yeah. Right,
1: because you play with your friends, but that's it.
0: Yeah, well, so so are you saying that Splatoon Two is not suitable to play with friends? <laughs> I mean, Splatoon One wasn't, but yeah, I mean, it's like... I, I I think it's more the fact that um... like I'm actually I'm I'm less likely right. to pick this up and play it with Jay because I'm not fucking I'm not connecting my phone to anything. We didn't really chat a whole lot, like GTO or or Rust or anything like Fark, that. Yeah, Fark, right. yeah. But even so, like the the why even like play with you? Like
2: <laughs> 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 it's just like the idea of chatting with me, like the the idea that you can't chat with me is a turn off.
0: If I can't hear your sultry voice, I wouldn't even bother. I mean, I can just play with a stranger <laughs> and get the same experience, and they might There's even the point, be better. Like, you know,
1: like, for me, like every the only time that. Boycott is good is when you're playing with friends. Otherwise, it's just a pain in the ass. I would I would pay fucking Blizzard to remove Boycote from World I mean, Overwatch.
0: this is this is a game whose whose primary fan base is like ten to twelve year olds. So yes, I'm on your side in the sense that like I don't want to talk to anybody playing this. I definitely don't want right. to hear what their opinions are on anything.
3: So like, I get where you're coming <laughs> from,
0: but but again, I just think it's asinine that Nintendo's going to. I, I mean, we've already been here. We, we've we've talked about this, but you just. I, how much fucking crack could you smoke to to think that like this is something you can sell? To be like, oh, an app on your phone that makes phone calls to your friends. Like it's I mean dumbest, I definitely I didn't I definitely didn't download the app. I just the played the dumbest shit I least, ever heard. I I cannot believe uh, it. Um and I, I you know, good riddance. I don't want to hear anybody talking in Splatoon two anyway, but I mean
1: good I'm I'm because it. I don't have to worry about like my kids talking to pedophiles when they're playing Splatoon.
0: Are you really that worried about your kids talking to pedophiles? <laughs> like they <laughs> got? Of course, I've been on the
1: internet. Have you been on the internet? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, that's my point. Like they can just go on Yahoo Chat, and there's pedophiles I, I everywhere. Like, they feel don't like need they're Splatoon. they're like, more
2: likely to end up on one of those YouTube <laughs> trolling channels. It's like, like, oh, I trolled this ten-year-old R. Oh, there are just shit.
0: there are just so many other ways that I think your kids can get into trouble. Uh, without the splatoon 2 like holy shit well, yeah i don't one, that one, one less that way that I, I have to worry about i guess that's one way to look at it that's, is now you got that, one that, less thing you gotta like, keep your eye on
2: that's yeah, like back to the start of the video like i wasn't thinking uh that this wasn't butter before you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, all right all right I that's kids, so that's i right.
0: can't i can't say much about it um I, you know, I, actually, so I have I was unfair to Lucio just now, because actually, now that I think about the average adult male Splatoon fan, I would be concerned <laughs> about my children <laughs> interacting with them. So I think you they were right. Like this,
1: I, I you were to, right uh, to I, be concerned. I went to the Nintendo Summer of Fun thing, right? Uh-huh. And in front of us on the line, there were these four, like, gamer guys, and they were, like, basically, like, the stereotype. They were... Overweight, they had scraggy beards, not great hygiene, and I was dressed in like my fucking, uh, you know, clothing from work because we went straight from work. And one of them started looking at my daughter and was like, "Oh my gosh, she's so pretty! I love her dress." And I'm like, "I'm just kind of like hit her behind me." <laughs> like, there's some fucking creepy ass people in gaming, man. It's got dark.
0: I mean, Does I do want to hear about the fucking game? I do have to lament. <laughs> It's a shame that we can't, like, compliment children anymore and be like, hey, kid, you're looking good today. Like, I would have been thrilled to death if somebody told me I was looking good when I was a little kid. Um, I mean, this is not about you being ugly, Jerry. If I tell a woman she looks good, it doesn't mean I want to fuck her. It just means she looks all right. It's you just still can't word. tell her. Yeah, I still can't tell her. can't tell anybody. I just got to I see all these good looking people and I just got to keep it to myself all the time.
4: Anyway, I, mean, that's a, that's I, I, I use
2: I use the dualies and I use the ink brush as my weapons.
0: <laughs> <squad>. <laughs> fun. Uh somehow, Jay, it's just your topics that always seem to uh spiral in this <laughs> direction. <laughs>
2: I, I didn't look I didn't do anything <laughs> I didn't do anything the prior time. i either. I feel like I'm a by standard, when this shit happens,
0: <laughs> I mean, we like we got it, We got in a good little bit about the game and the and the hardware. What else is there? Any like big stuff that you want to make sure that we know about Splatoon Two or?
2: Uh, no. I mean, other than just confirming that Salmon Run is awful and no one should defend it. Um, and they are lying to
3: themselves and each other and all of
2: us when they say that it's good, oh, a good hey, horde
3: mode. Hey, Jared, you gonna bring your uh Switch with you to PAX?
0: Ah, um, when does Samus Returns come out? Not before tomorrow, I assume. I don't know. I'm gonna bring yeah, mine so, 15th. so we can land. I don't have Splatoon two, but we can land for what? For what game? I don't know. <laughs> Mario Kart. Uh, I guess we could Mario Kart. I I don't know. I'm I'm. De- it's it's. I've got just Street Fighter. He- it's just heavy <laughs> enough that I'm not sure I want to lug it around anywhere. You know what? You know, I had like an entire line of uh, questioning around Split 2 before we dared off
2: course. <laughs> I just had a question. I know you have the first one. Jared, did you have the first one?
0: No, I, I played it at E3 and that was plenty. And that was enough for you? What? Enough. So I guess my main question is what didn't you like about it? I, I don't like it from a thematic perspective. I I just, the game's fun enough. Um, but as we've discussed before, like I'm I'm definitely not the type of person who who gears towards an online arena type shooter or anything like that. Right. Uh, so it's already like not really my thing. And then on top of it, I don't think it looks cool. I think it looks fucking stupid. Like, that's that's as simple as I can get. I don't like the art. I don't like the, the in your face attitude. I don't like squid. You like fucking Sonic. What the fuck? I love Sonic. Sonic's shit. in my face and I'm loving it. <laughs> No, but that's the thing. In order in order for me to like Sonic in order for me to like Sonic the Hedgehog, I literally had for, to have him get like old and fat again. Like, I don't like this like slender hip cool Sonic. I like old Sonic. He was just a little chubby guy who ran fast and went through loops. So, so if
2: if squids are like a bunch of little chubby kids, would that make him fat the squids aren't
0: fat enough. That's basically what I'm getting at, yeah. Want that chubbiness uh uh
3: factor going in there make you feel like it's <laughs> like you're uh like you're being represented right
0: it's just yeah exactly precisely uh you just know, like in uh tacoma just like in tacoma i was so happy to see the fat people in tacoma i just i'm just gonna say so that like every
2: time there's a multiplayer match you can say that you're literally a chubby chaser
0: uh, you know to go back to uncharted they got that fat drake i love it <laughs> Finally, finally, <laughs> yeah. uh, finally, Fat Drake. Finally, someone, uh, someone like me in games. It's
3: fantastic. So, <laughs> was, Street dude, Fighter so added Rufus. Rufus?
0: Yeah, that's true. Rufus is my guy. Love him. <laughs> uh, and, right, weirdly, weirdly it, enough?
2: I, on... I, I feel like I, I don't know. My 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 game was derailed. Oh, <laughs> check it out. Um, here's a picture. Of, here's a picture of Fat Drake for you guys. <laughs> I remember Bat Drake pretty well. <laughs> Love uh, it. Um, okay, so, but, um, Drake's Bat, but uh,
0: Nadine is not bad.
1: <laughs> Tell us about
0: that. So, um, yeah, well, I talked about Uncharted a little bit last week, and I don't need to belabor it, but I do want to say I, I finished it. I finished Lost Legacy, and, um, it's interesting to me because I don't think at any point it's ever better than Uncharted 4, but... You can tell it's kind of like a culmination of everything they learned making Uncharted 4. and the last sequence in this game. And this is going to sound pretty hyperbolic, but the last sequence in Lost Legacy might be the best like action sequence in any of the Uncharted games. It, it's literally like everything they've learned uh, and every trick they know, like combined into one. And the game ends with you basically on top of a speeding train. And you guys remember that segment in Uncharted Two? I'm assuming, or well, actually, yeah. maybe no one here does, but uh, there's there's a pretty great <laughs> segment on a on a train in, in Uncharted Two. Um, I remember the train So What do you mean, no one else sir, remembers? Did you? I don't. I don't remember who played Two and who. I, I played Two and Three. Okay, well then you're then you're good. So here's the thing. Um, I I'm standing on this train and a, uh, a jeep pulls up next to it and there's a guy in the jeep shooting at me. And so I, I kill the gunner and I actually did this just on accident. I fucked up and I, I pressed jump when I should not have. And I jumped onto the Jeep, kicked the driver out and basically left the train completely. Um, and it blew my fucking mind. Like <laughs> I didn't even think I could do that. I just assumed I was stuck on a train and all of a sudden I was like driving a car and veering way off the road and like, uh, I, I don't know. It's just—it's a ton of freedom in that segment, and it's a so, little. So
2: that—that's—that's that's good. And I'm going to be honest here because I played, do, as much of Uncharted Four as I could stand, and I knew I was supposed to break a tie between you and Luzio, and I did not like Uncharted Four, um, but no, I, I do, do you like know. to. I, I, you, I, didn't, I like you didn't get to the part that
0: I told you to get to. To
2: you didn't. I didn't yeah, get sure to the maybe. part that you told me to get to. Which That's is true. which is which
0: is fine. Nobody nobody should have to play. <laughs> nobody should have to play four hours of a game they don't like to get to the good part. Like I I'm I'm on your side there.
2: Um. um I but I will say I and I'm glad to hear that bucks, there's start. a bit more freedom. But so my main question is this because the the only real good part of every Uncharted, the only thing that I feel like has been consistently good has been the writing. So how's the writing in the DLC and, and, and how's like the interaction between two leads?
0: It's good. They grow, um, they, they, they don't get along very well to start. They grow closer as the, as the time goes on. There is a, not to spoil anything, but there is a, um, that's the best way I could say this. There's a Drake cameo. Let's just say that. Um, and it's probably not what you're thinking. Um, And that that dynamic works out (laughs) uh, really well and and plays out nicely. Um, So, I mean, again, like it's not it's not a core Uncharted game and you can tell that it doesn't have that same kind of power to it. I would say that it's actually uh, pretty uh, from a comparison standpoint, I'd say it's pretty light in the story department. And okay. and substantially improved in the gameplay department. It it has the biggest level. Uh, it has the biggest open level that Naughty Dog's ever made. Uh, and there's a there's a huge segment where you can do things in any order. And there's like side quests that you can do. And um, I mean, even then, it's 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 still not. Don't get me wrong, it's not fucking Oblivion or anything, you know. Right, right. Um, but, but it is way more open than you would normally expect from a Naughty Dog game and, and, and offers, you know, a pretty good amount of freedom in how you do things. And, and I was actually really impressed with how they still have a story play out despite you doing things in whatever order you choose. Um, you can tell there's some limitations there. Like at the end of each tomb, if you will, there's like kind of a, a similar set piece that they get to so they can have a cut scene around it. Um. But it, it all works. It, it works really well, and uh, it, it's fun. It's just kind of a goofy. The, the The game ends with an M.I.A. song playing over the end credits. <laughs> like that's pretty cool. Um, so I mean, it's a, it's a lot more it's, lighthearted it's and, cool. and just goofy than uh, than Uncharted Four. I
2: I do like the sound. That is um. That's a bit more open world ish sort of because I th- I feel like Uncharted 4's major fault was just how on rails everything was. Um, uh, at least up until what I played like, like that just frustrated me so badly and you, you couldn't even do something before they wanted you to do it in that game uh, you couldn't drop from a ledge before, you wanted to, before they wanted you to do it Like I, I literally got to a part in a game where I dropped down from a ledge and then instantly died and then redid it and jumped down from that same exact ledge, ledge only this time I waited for the 15 seconds for the dialogue or whatever to pass and I was fine, I was totally fine so I was like, you know, this is this is like putting a horse blinders on a gamer and that frustrated me a lot. So I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that it opened it up a little.
0: <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. I mean, the the storytelling uh, obviously a big part of Uncharted 4's story is plays out via like climbing segments. And they're still there. So uh, you know, if you if you don't like climbing shit, definitely don't get this game cuz you're going to climb some shit. I'm I'm
2: um, fine with climbing shit. I think you, I think it's just like not climbing it on my own terms when i climb something i want to climb it on my terms Mm -hmm. not your terms
0: yeah i mean it's just it's never going to be anything like uh like i always think of assassin's creed as like being a very free uh i I know it's not everyone's example of a good game right now but you you can't tell me that like climbing in assassin's creed is you know on rails or anything like that this is really something where like in uncharted you have a handhold like there's there's one spot where your hand is going to go and that's it and if you're not planning on putting your hand there, then you're just going to be holding still for a while. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with the Assassin's
2: Creed comparison.
0: The the climbings and I wouldn't even necessarily say the climbing's better. And Assassin's Creed has a bunch of problems because they give you the freedom they do. You know, you you start like cutscenes in weird places, and um, <laughs> you have you have weird shit like that happening, and NPCs in the background that are warping around and teleporting, and people without faces, and that's just what happens. And Uncharted definitely Man, takes... Assassin's Creed,
2: what a great series.
0: Uncharted <laughs> definitely takes that other route where it's like, you know, um, we want to show this to you and if that means uh, not letting you climb up a wall until a certain time, so be it. I, I never noticed uh, a lot of problems in, in 4, but uh, I, might, I might just mention Lost Legacy doesn't seem to have a lot of those issues. There's any anything where you're stuck waiting for something to happen... There seems to be like a valid reason for it, like it's someone kicking okay. down a ladder, or, you know, something like that that you're waiting on. Uh, that's not that's not uh,
2: too bad. I, I was curious because you know I liked, um the same thing happened with audio last game. I liked the Last of Us DLC much more than I liked the core game, and like I didn't hate the core game. It was it was it was good. I wasn't in love with it like everyone else was, but. I really love the DLC for that, so I was wondering if uh, go two for two. This would be like a second strike where I would like the DLC a lot more than I like the core game. Just so. what I
0: what I know about you, I have a feeling that you would like this more. Um, okay, so that would be my that right. would be my guess. It's standalone. It's forty bucks, and it includes the entire multiplayer from Uncharted Four. Uh, in, including the survival mode they added. So, I mean, all, if you didn't mess around with four, it's not a bad value. Like, it's a, there's a lot to do there. How much is it? 40. Okay. Um... I, I, if you if you have uncharted four already, I'd say maybe wait a tiny bit for it to drop down in price. Um, right That makes sense. But if you if you're a fan of the series it's definitely worth picking up and if you're just kind of a, a casual to it and you just want you know the shorter experience, it's just really short sweet package. Um, like I said, the, the spectacle never quite tops uncharted 4. Right. Um, but there's still some really good segments and some really smooth action um that that that's pretty nice.
2: It sounds like it might be worth a shot, but I I'll probably take your advice on the price drop. You could just rent
0: like you could rent it even. Like yeah. I, I finished it in a, uh, pretty much a weekend. A little bit more than that.
2: So Yeah, whatever. I'm not I'm not I'm not like so allergic to uncharted. Like I said, I've I, I played the past ones. It's it's Naughty Naughty Dog is interesting. Like it <laughs> They make games that I don't hate, but I don't super love them. I haven't loved them since like uh, Jack and Baxter. Uh, yeah, Jack Three was good, not great. Jack Two that was that was the best. Go back and remake Jack Two, Naughty Dog.
3: Yeah, uh, Last of Us. I just there. I, I haven't played a game <laughs> that has really been like that since.
0: You're gonna play Last of Us Two. Oh yeah. I'm curious if uh, Last of Us Two exhibits the same uh, like tonal shift that Uncharted Four did where they put out... the I don't even know if you guys remember this. The original Uncharted 4 trailer like, was that Amy Hennig written thing that got completely yeah, scrapped. Yeah, I remember. And it's, it's like the revenge tale or whatever, and he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you left me for dead, and I'm coming for you, and then none of that showed up in the in the final game.
2: I, I actually think, even though I didn't finish it, I actually think it was for the better that that didn't happen. That's not very Drake.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. I I, I,
2: the pirate treasure hunt's a lot more Drake.
0: Yeah, it's it's at least uh it's at least more in the spirit of uh, yeah. uh of everything else I guess to some degree. Um but anyway, well I'm curious if The Last of Us 2 is like just barely getting into like development, like Naughty Dog just barely did like a big hire. Uh so we're we're a long ways away from even seeing anything uh with it, I think. So mm-hmm. there's still a lot of potential for shit to change. Um I don't want to we're going over here on time but and I don't want to spend a lot of time in it but I do want to just mention I played No Man's Sky uh post <laughs> post patch and uh here's here's how long it takes me to to tell you what's new. Uh nothing. It's got missions now. Um so sometimes oh, oh, good. Good good for us. Good for everyone. So you feel a sense of purpose when you go to a planet and mine bullshit. Um <laughs> There's a there's a, a revamped story mode I guess but I didn't get very far with it so I, I don't have a lot to add here but I'll just say this if you didn't like No Man's Sky you probably still won't like it <laughs> But, oh, good, but good, if, if you thought job, it, No Man's Sky if you thought it was great and the only thing you were missing was like purpose this might actually help like this could help you <laughs> um, but that wasn't ever my problem. My problem wasn't like wondering what the point of all of it was. My problem was that I wasn't having fun doing it. I don't need things to have a point. I just need to be having fun <laughs> and, Yeah, just, and yeah. forgetting, you know, the, that, the that matters like nothing has a point. Life itself doesn't have a point. You're just going to die. Like why even bother? So, uh, very, very poignant. Uh, but as long as you're having oh, fun and dis- right, as long as you're having fun and distracting yourself, uh what's long as you get those
3: boobies in your uh with your birthday wish like
0: you don't need to see some boobies like you're just gonna die um (laughs) but if you did wouldn't it make things a little better so it's all about the journey it's all about the journey um so with that uh i just want to mention that we're sending all our love to the fine people of uh houston texas um don't also, Jared, you owe me that. 100 bucks. Ignore that part. Why do I owe you 100 bucks? Because you lost the bet. What bet?
1: The bet that and, um, Tomb Raider was better than Uncharted 4.
0: The bet that Tomb Raider was better than Uncharted right, 4. Right. That's, that's why. That's just the bet that
1: Jay had to settle.
0: I made a bet? Yes, we made a bet <laughs> in the podcast. Is it is it recorded? Yeah. I don't remember making a bet. I don't... Why I would say I say that it was bad? Would you make a bet? What kind of fucking idiot would bet that Jay would like Uncharted? That would be the dumbest <laughs> bet a person could
1: make. Somebody who scratches uh, their switch. That was <laughs> a
0: that was a dumb dumb bet. If I did say that, if I bet $100 that Jay would enjoy a naughty dog game, then I'm an idiot. Like I don't deserve $100 he didn't anyway. Bet money, but it, it was I think a it's weaker. time to consult the maitre Yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to talk to Michael about no, this. No, one. he didn't actually bet money. No. Oh. Uh,
1: Trying to get $100. Bucks.
0: Uh, well, then I was probably just saying something to get a rise out of you guys. Uh, that actually makes more sense. But I don't think I would really stake any kind of claim or money on uh But I, but I would try to upset you guys by saying that, uh, that uh, Uncharted is better than Tomb Raider. That does sound like me. And actually, funny enough, after I finished Lost Legacy, uh, I, I was so itching for more, um, I bought the Baba Yaga DLC for Rise of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> So I haven't gone back and done it yet, but I'm gonna pop Rise back in and, and go through that. We should have it. Oh, did you play the DLC? Uh
1: it came with the,
2: the version. Yeah, It got. came with the uh that you Oh so you <laughs> the, so you've both done it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. Is the what about the what about the craft manor one? Is that worth picking up or is that just kinda of bullshit? Mm, nah, not really. Cool. The Croft is not worth it and the uh other zombie
2: one isn't worth it. Yeah, it's but Babiaga's good.
0: It's ten bucks, which didn't really feel like uh, enough to justify just an hour of gameplay with no combat or anything, so... Yeah. Um, all right, well, I'll Baba Yaga it up and tell you guys what I thought of that. All right, well, this is a good time uh, to to, uh, to wrap things up here, so let me just say that if you haven't already, you should go follow us on social media. We're at The Enemy Slime on both Facebook and Twitter. Uh, go subscribe to us on iTunes. Keep an eye on our site for our PAX coverage. We're heading out there in, uh, God, what, two days? Uh, yep. We'll be getting started, so... Um, I've got a pretty full schedule looks like some interesting games that'll be at the show so should be uh, worth looking at the site and keeping an eye on it Um, but I think with that we are out